0: for me. Yeah, can't wait to meet him. Overtime with Lee Patterson, the only live local radio sports talk show in the Hilo Valley. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. And now here's your host for Overtime, Lee Patterson. is it that hard to turn the knobs? Good afternoon, welcome to Overtime. On this tenth day of November at a new time, as the time changes everywhere else in the the United States, we have uh, changed times here as well. Our news hour or our news block, as we call it in the business, has moved to the one o'clock hour with the time change. So has the show. So for the remainder of the year, we are in the one thirty time slot here on KATO. Hope you're doing well in uh, the fall that is still as warm as. Actually, it's pretty nice outside. I mean, it's cooling off overnight, but it looks like a warming trend coming in the 80s this weekend in the fall in southeastern Arizona. Hope you're doing well. We've got a lot going on on the show today. Uh, It's that time of year where we blend football and basketball, starting up. So let's get going. start with football playoff bracket updates here on overtime. Uh, The 1A football bracket is into its championship game. So last week in the semifinals, number one, Mogollon beat number four, Mojave accelerated 77 to six. That's in a semifinal. And number two, St. David beat number three, Williams 50 to 38. And that puts this Saturday state championship game at 6 o'clock at Coronado High School between number two, St. David, and number one, Muggeon. Muggeon. It's Muggion or Muggion, but it's not Magallan, ever. Just FYI, if you're new to the state of Arizona. Um, The number one and the number two seeds. So the 1A bracket uh, goes chalk, which means it stays with the seeds. All the way to the end, the top two seeds into this weekend's state championship game. St. David looking for their first state title in football since oh, it's been a long time. I saw the number before I went on the air, but it in one ear and out the other, I cannot remember that one. Uh, 2A first round was on Friday night. Let's get you updated on those. Number one, Parker beat number sixteen, Red Mesa, 69 to 14. Number eight, Wilcox beat number nine Holbrook 42-32. And Wilcox led that game 20 to 8 at halftime. Um, and really had to hold off Holbrook. I talked to head coach Eric Halmerson after the game and he said that Holbrook was was very good. They they just wouldn't go away. We thought we put them away and then they'd come back and score. We'd have to score to counter and it ended up being uh, the highest-scoring first-round game uh, between both teams, Uh, 42-32, the final there for Wilcox. They played without their quarterback in that game as well. Fuentes did not play for Wilcox in that one. Uh, Christian Pando had another big night, though, over 200 yards and five touchdowns on offense and had three interceptions on defense. Big night for Christian Pando for Wilcox. Gilbert, number five, Gilbert Christian beat number 12, Scottsdale Christian, 42-27. Number four Marinci got the forfeit win over number thirteen Altusay, officially a one nothing win. Number three Benson beat number fourteen Sequoia Pathway forty nine to seven. Number eleven Saint John's upsets number six Camp Verde twenty eight to nothing. I'm not so sure you can call it an upset when it's a twenty eight to nothing win. It just feels like the seating was bad on that one. Uh, number seven Pima beat number ten Scottsdale Prep fifty seven to fourteen, and number two Arizona Lutheran a big win over number fifteen Trivium Prep sixty one. To 20. In that Pima game, it took Pima a little bit to get going. I was getting a text update from a couple of people on that game, and it, and it was 7 uh, nothing, and then it was 7-7, then it was 14-7, then it was 14-7, and then after that, Pima unrolled, what's that, 33, 43 unanswered points. That'll put a game away pretty quick. So uh, Pima, a dangerous 7 seed. Let's take a look at the quarterfinal matchups. These games are at the high seed on Friday, November 12th. Am I saying, is that correct? Is Friday, November 12th? Yeah, they are Friday games because today's the 10th. All right, it is number eight, Wilcox at number one, Parker. Number five, Gilbert Christian at number four, Marinci. Number 11, St. John's is at number three, Benson. And number seven, Pima is at number two, Arizona Lutheran Academy. And wouldn't it be something if all four 2A San Pedro teams were in the, the semifinals next week? I don't think that's too far-fetched. I mean, I really don't. I, I mean... Wilcox, oh, Wilcox, Marinci, Benson, and Pima have obviously played the toughest schedules this year because they played each other, and top to bottom in the region, all four teams have played tough. And there, four of the top eight teams are from the two A San Pedro, and you take the seating out of it at this point. First of all, the seating, the soapbox today is going to be about the powerpoints, but. The seeding is way off, first of all, but it would not surprise me to see Wilcox, Marinci, Benson, Pima next week in the the semifinals. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, Parker's the number one seed. Wilcox has to go there. They probably have the, them and Pima probably have the toughest games uh, against the number one, one and number two teams in the state, but. I think you take the rankings out. I mean, there's not a ton of common opponents. Uh, Parker plays on the west side of the state. Not a ton of regular common opponents with Wilcox being across the state from each other. Uh, Parker's going to try to run the football. Wilcox does a pretty good job of stopping the run. Um, And obviously, Wilcox showed they could score. They put up 42 uh, in the first round game against uh, Holbrook. So... Uh, Gilbert Christian at Marinci. My big question for Marinci is how does a week off hurt? They had a big win over Pima in the last regular season game, then they had to sit for a week before playing against Gilbert Christian at home this week. At least it's a home game for Marinci. I guess that's some saving grace, but that is, that's that's going to be the question. How how much does a week off hurt Marinci after a big win at Pima? That's my question this week. Uh, St. John's at Benson. I think that – you know, the teams that are in the playoffs right now know how to win in the playoffs. St. John's has been in the playoffs forever. They have the state's winningest coach right now. after He passed Paul Morrow this season, or last, at the end of last season. So they obviously know how to win football games. Uh, I think Benson is playing much better right now, so Benson should win that one. And then Pima at Arizona Lutheran. Pima put up 57 against Scottsdale Prep in the first. But here's in the first round, here's the thing, though. They held them to 14. Scottsdale Prep was throwing the football all over the field during the regular season. So Pima to hold him the fourteen. We've talked all year about how good Pima's defense is. And they showed it once again, giving up only fourteen to Scottsdale Prep. Well, let's pull up that Scottsdale Prep team. Just cause I'm curious now that I started talking about it, I want to make sure I'm, you know, factual here. Scottsdale Prep. On the season, Scottsdale Prep put up 67, 55, 48, 62, 62, 41, and then 14 in the state playoff game. So defensively, Pima is right there. And now they play Arizona Lutheran this week. Pima does that on the season. Let's take a quick look at Arizona Lutheran. Arizona Lutheran beats Scottsdale Christian 33-18. They beat Sequoia Pathway 35-6. They lost to Parker, the number one seed, 40-18. And they, they've they been putting up big numbers too. 59 against NFL yet, 55 against Chandler Prep, 71 against Heritage Academy Levine, 61 against Trivium Prep in the first round. But the last playoff team they played of the season, they played Scottsdale Christian, who's a playoff team. Phoenix Christian made the 3A tournament. They beat them 52 to nothing. Uh, Santa Cruz did not make the tournament this year. Sequoia Pathway, they beat Sequoia Pathway Pathway 35 to 6. That's what Benson beat them 49 to 7. Uh, They lost to Parker 40 to 18, their only loss. And then they didn't play another playoff team until Trivium Prep last week. So, Um, for Arizona Lutheran, it's going to be a good game. This is the first ever playoff matchup between that's only the third ever meeting between Arizona Lutheran and Pima. So it's also the very first meeting between Marinci and Gilbert Christian and Wilcox and Parker. So not just playoff meeting ever meeting as well. Taking a look at the three A first round matchups last Friday night. Number one, ALA Gilbert North beat Phoenix Christian, 57 to nothing. Number nine, Sabino upset, number eight, Sholo in Sholo twenty-nine to twenty. Number five, Round Valley beat number twelve Wickenberg, twenty to sixteen in a tight one. Number thirteen, or number four, Yuma Catholic shutout, number thirteen, Payson, forty to seven to nothing. Number three, Valley Christian, beat number fourteen Safford, forty-nine to nothing. Number Six River Valley needed a big second half to beat number 11 River our Mar- East Mark 31 to 20. Obviously, we heard here on KETO number 10 Thatcher beats number seven Push Ridge 35 26. And number two Snowflake all over number 15 Monument Valley 65 to nothing. That was a big effort for Thatcher against Push Ridge. Obviously, Push Ridge had beaten them in Push Ridge 41 to 14 two weeks ago. Three weeks ago now, but two weeks ago for that game on Friday. And Thatcher. Came out with the same type of energy they did against Safford in that 55 to nothing win. They ran all over the place. I, I had to keep hand stats on Friday night because there was no power where I was set up. So we had a very minimal setup for the broadcast. So I had to keep hand stats, and they're not as accurate as when my wife is keeping the digital stats. Uh, so um, I do know that Josh Mangum ran for 205 yards and two touchdowns on 22 carries. Big night. I mean, half of those came on two, the two touchdown runs of 44 and 64 yards. Thatcher's going to have to have that kind of output from the running back game this week again. I think they can do it. I mean, I'm not saying that that's going to be tough for them. I think they can do it, but I think I was more impressed with their defense against the pass on Friday night against Pushridge. Pushridge's quarterback, Fontaine, is a wizard in the pocket, though. Um, If you don't tackle him not just touch him or grab his jersey if you don't tackle him to the ground he will get out of it and run for 10 or 15 yards he did it six or eight times on Friday night Uh, he really kept a bunch of drives alive for push ridge but Thatcher did a nice job of tackling when the receivers caught the ball and being there to break up passes on the other ones I was impressed it's probably the best I've seen them play pass defense in a long 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 time if ever so they they have to do that uh, again this week as well. But it was a big, big effort. And again, Thatcher's tough to beat in the playoffs. I told the AIA postgame radio show probably three weeks ago that there was going to be a double-digit 3A seed to win one or two games. At that point, I didn't know it was going to be Thatcher. But they are the only double-digit seed into the second round. So um, they, they could be that team. Uh, that's just how wide open the 3A is this year. So let's look at this week's matchups. Quarterfinals on Friday night at higher seed number 9 Sabino is at number 1 ALA Gilbert North. Number 5 Round Valley has to drive across the entire state to number 4 Yuma Catholic. Number 6 River Valley down into Chandler to take on number 3 Valley Christian and number 10 Thatcher will go to number 2 Snowflake and that was where we'll be on Friday night as well to bring you the big White Mountain matchup in the playoffs. That here's here's the crazy part. Sabino and ALA Gilbert North played in the regular season. They get the second-round matchup. That game was close. That first game. I'm trying to try to pull it up real quick. ALA Gilbert North. There they are. So, in the regular season, they beat Sabino 33-21. Other than their game against Yuma Catholic, the closest games they've had this year. Sabino, that what that game was the week before Sabino came to Thatcher. And Thatcher beat Sabino 45-28. And that's the last time Sabino lost on the season. Those two games. They got two losses. They've got ALA Gilbert North and Thatcher is Sabino's only two losses for head coach Ryan McBrayer. So I wouldn't put it past Sabino. Sabino knows how to win in the playoffs. Sabino's been around a while. I would not put it past Sabino to beat ALA Gilbert North in the quarterfinals. Round Valley's going to have a have, have a long road trip, and they're going to have to be athletic against Yuma Catholic. Uh, I don't know anything about River Valley. I know they've got a really really good running back, and if they can control tempo, they could be in the game against Valley Christian. I still, even though it's the widest gap, I think Thatcher at Snowflake's uh, widest gap seating wise. I think Thatcher at Snowflake is the best game in the in the quarterfinals of the three A. That's why we picked to go that one, obviously. But that is going to be a good game. Both teams are kind of the same team. They're big up front. They like to run the football first. Then they they throw when they need to. It's going to be a good game. It really is going to... I, I'm, I'm excited for this game. I'm excited that it's in the White Mountains because White Mountain football, it's the only playoff game in the White Mountains this weekend. It's going to be an exciting atmosphere up there. And... Unfortunately, they don't have full capacity up there because their press box burned down uh, mid-season, early season, and it's still cordoned off. So, it's uh, I'm going to be dressing warm because I will be outside the entire time as well. So, if you have any um, suggestions for you know how to dress warm outside in the White Mountains in the fall, I will take them. Uh, But that's going to be a good game. We'll be there on Friday night. As uh, for our game of the week, kickoff at 7 o'clock. pregame show at around 645. Should be chilly, about 40 degrees at kickoff, which is really cold for us southern Arizona dwellers, but not too cold for the White Mountains this time of year. Luckily, it doesn't look like there's going to be any precipitation. so that uh, I mean, it'll be colder, but there won't be any snow or rain. It doesn't look like on Friday night for that big game. We will take... Our first time out of overtime. We'll pay some bills when we come back. We'll talk about the volleyball brackets. Is there any local teams left on the volleyball side of things? We'll talk about that coming up right after this. you're wondering, what the heck is this guy doing on at 1.30 in the afternoon? New time for the rest of the year after time change. Show flips from 12.30 to 1.30 on Wednesdays. Let's dig into the 3A girls volleyball First round bracket, first and second round bracket as they played last weekend. Uh, number one snowflake beat Benjamin Franklin three nothing. Northwest Christian beat Tuba City three nothing. LA Gilbert North beat Winslow three one. Monument Valley over Tank three nothing. Thatcher beat Odyssey Institute in the first round three to nothing. Empire over Arizona College Prep three to two in the opening round. Gilbert Christian beat Blue Ridge three nothing in the opening round, and Valley Christian beat Push Ridge three to nothing in the opener in the quarterfinals later that same day number 1 Snowflake over number 8 Northwest Christian 3 to 1 number 5 ALA Gilbert North beat number 4 Monument Valley 3 to 1 number 6 Empire upsets number 3 Thatcher 3 to 2 upset in the seedings but Empire is undefeated on the season and had two back-to-back five-set five-setters against Arizona College Prep in the first round and Thatcher in the quarterfinals, and then number two Valley Christian beat number seven Gilbert Christian three to one. So the three A semifinals on Friday at Skyline High School are number five LA Gilbert North against number one Snowflake, and number six Empire against number two Valley Christian. Two A girls volleyball opening round and second round: uh, number one Chandler Prep beat Ganado three to nothing. Sonora Red Rock over Arizona Lutheran three nothing. Number five Pima beat number twelve Kingman Academy three to one. Number four Trivium Prep over number thirteen Northland Prep three to nothing. Number fourteen Scottsdale or excuse me number three Scottsdale Christian beat number fourteen Scottsdale Prep three to nothing. Number six Veritas Prep beat Marinci three nothing in the opening round. Number seven Rancho Solano Prep beat number ten Round Valley three to one and number two Phoenix Country D beat number fifteen Horizon Honors three to nothing. In the second round the quarterfinals later that day on the sixth. Number one Chandler Prep over Sedona Red Rock three to nothing. Number four Trivium Prep beat number five Pima three to two, 15 to eight in the fifth set. Uh, number three Scottsdale Christian beat number six Veritas Prep three to nothing, and number two Phoenix Country Day against beat number seven Rancho Solano three to nothing. And what has become not a surprise in the two-way girls volleyball. Uh, bracket all four private schools into the semifinals it is number one chandler prep and number four trivium prep and number two phoenix country day against number three scottsdale christian the 1a girls named their state champion this last weekend as they played their entire tournament over the weekend and the champion is number one rock point they beat number two tempe prep three to two And that was the first sets they lost in in the tournament. They beat Immaculate Heart 3-0, Cicero Prep 3-0, Muggione 3-0, and then 3-2 over Tempe Prep. Uh, Fort Thomas won their opener against Desert Christian 3-0 before falling to Muggione 3-0 in the quarterfinals. So high school volleyball is over in the Gila Valley As of last weekend, Uh, Grand Canyon uh, Club announced this week's Ed Doherty medallion winners. Russell Davis from Hamilton had nine tackles, four and a half tackles for a loss, three sacks and two forced fumbles. Uh, Cassigan quarterback Angel Flores had led the Cougars to a perfect 10 and 0 record, had four touchdowns for the game, finished with 38 total on the season. Uh, Defensive end Anthony Lucas for Chaparral. Had eight tackles, four tackles for a loss, two sacks, and a forced fumble. Xavier Marshall, the running back from Tollison, won the region title for the first time since 2002. Had 207 yards on 22 carries and four touchdowns. Uh, Andrew Boris from Mesquite had 16 tackles, one interception, and a 30-yard touchdown catch in a win over Ben Franklin. And Isaac Stopke, a running back from Lake Havasu, had 312 yards and five touchdowns, ending the season with 12, 1,426 and 27 rushing touchdowns we are going to take another time out when we come back uh, we're going to talk EAC holiday basketball tournament and a new format this year so if you're a usual a usual viewer of the high school basketball tournament at Eastern Arizona College you'll need to listen up to see what the changes are this year we'll talk about those right after the break Welcome back to Overtime. Lee Patterson with you. I'm going to dig into Eastern Arizona College Christmas Tournament, and it's going to be a little bit different this year. We're going to start with the dates. Let me see if I can decipher this. Printed it in six different pages. So this is the 59th Boys Tournament and the 46th Girls Tournament. So the 46th annual Eastern Arizona College Girls Tournament will start December 18th and will finish December 21st. The boys' tournament will start December 20th and finish December 22nd. But wait, those are on the same dates. Yes, that is correct. In past years, the tournament has been played separately. This year, the two tournaments on two days will be played together. So here we go. This is how it's going to go. On day one, December 18th, for the girls' tournament, it will be just like the old format. 1, 2.30, 30 and 8 for the opening round. All right, that is the opening round of the girls' tournament, December 18th. And then the second day of the girls' tournament is also the first day of the boys' tournament. So this is how it's going to go. On December 20th, boys' game at 9 a.m., girls' game at 10.30, boys' game at noon, girls' game at 1.30, boys' game at 3, girls' game at 4.30, boys' game at 6, girls' game at 7.30. That's on December 20th. Opening round for the boys, second round for the girls'. All right, we following the bouncing ball so far. December 21st, final round for the girls, second round for the boys. Boys game at 9 a.m., girls game at 10.30, boys game at noon, girls game at 1.30, boys game at 3, girls game at 4.30, boys game at 6, championship of the girls tournament at 7.30 on the 21st. And then on the final day of the boys tournament, which is December 22nd, it will be back to the standard format, 1 p.m., 2 30, 6 30 and 8 p.m. for the championship of the boys. Does that make sense? Clear as mud. Completely different. And there's going to be some people that have been going to 64 years of the boys' tournament, 59 years of the boys' tournament, and 46 years of the girls' tournament that goes, what? Yeah, that's going to happen. So the really the difference is on the 20th and 21st, boys' and girls' tournament going together same days, games start at 9, and the last game starts at 7.30. I'm okay with the format. I like the format. Two full days of basketball. So that is the format for this year. I've heard rumors and grumblings that that tournament will be expanding next year to more teams. So we'll see if that actually happens. I'd like to see it happen. It's that tournament back when I first started, and it was the only time that Fort Thomas would play Safford and Duncan would play Thatcher and so on and so forth. And now they all play each other throughout the season. It just doesn't have the same vibe to me. Uh, so I'd like to see it expand and get a little bit more competitive uh, along the way. So that is what and we're looking for. How about the Cardinals on Sunday? Winning without their quarterback, either of their starting receivers, some of their coaches out with COVID, and they still beat the Niners pretty handily, 31-17. to 17. They play again Sunday here on KATO. U of A and ASU basketball both opened up with a win last night as, they, as ASU beat Portland, and Arizona beat NAU. We'll be in Snowflake on Friday night, 7 o'clock kickoff. You can join us there. We're out of time today. Thanks for joining us. And also, Justin Gaethje with a big win over the weekend against Michael Chandler in a unanimous decision. And we'll see when he gets his – I think he's going to get a title fight against the winner of Poirier and Oliveira that fights in December maybe next May or June, maybe 4th of July, somewhere around there. Thanks for listening. We're out of time. Goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye. goodbye. Now, if you'll excuse me. Goodbye. Good night. Signing off. Come to bed. Now. Okay.